called us into the ministry. He counted us faithful and called us into the ministry. And it's such a blessing to be called in the ministry. Today, we are in another dimension of what we have been on for the past few days in this week. This kingdom week has been amazing. Sasu, what do you think these past few days? What has it been like this past few days that we've been in the presence of the Lord? So it's been powerful, sir, so all from day one. Um, and <laughs> so the challenge, the challenge made the whole thing something else. The challenge else. made the whole kingdom week something else. Yes, sir. It made the whole kingdom week something else, sir. I heard at Medina, when you go to, <laughs> when you go to the Medina bus station, you see a lot of CYC um, members there. And I heard the same at 37 as well. Yes, sir. And the same for Circle. Yes, sir. Someone said that also. It was powerful, sir. Thank you, sir. Chelsea, what has the Kingdom Week been like? Sir, it's been so inspiring. Before the Kingdom Week, I'd never preached in a bus before. And I was thinking, what will I speak? Will I speak in English? What will I do? The poor understand me. I talk so fast. When I got there, the poor were so receptive. And say healing happened in the car. It was so amazing. People wanted to give their lives to Christ. And if there's one thing I've learned from the Kingdom Week, is that people are waiting for us. People are hungry for the word of God. And if we don't reach out, say, no one is doing the work. I never, oh, I'm CYC members. I didn't see anybody else preaching. Amazingly, we all think that people are preaching in buses and things, but apart from CYC members, nobody, if we don't do it, say, nobody will do it. Collins. Yes, sir. Thank you for the opportunity to be on set with you. Sir, the week has been amazing um, from the onset. Uh, although I couldn't join because um, I was strong, but I've put plans in place. And um, some of my members took the um, opportunity and they went. And from what I heard from them, it was glorious. And I've also put plans in place that after this week, I'm also going to take it on. I know the weather has been given, but it's not past. Although I couldn't make it now, I I will make it and even make it stronger. That's tomorrow, so. Yes, sir. So I'm glad. I'm glad. The challenge is ongoing, and you talked about having um, rhapsody, um, taking rhapsody to actually win people over, and I've taken that one on. So once service closes tomorrow, I'm personally going to have some rhapsodies and go for some souls before I get home. Salasi, quickly. Thank you so much so for the opportunity. So far, it's been amazing. Well, I'll tell you my experience preaching the bus. <laughs> yes, sir. So this week has been a week full of action. Mm. The, the people of God have really stepped their game. The youth of God, they have really stepped their game. And so it's amazing how you think a lot of people are saved. A lot of people know about God. But you realize that people don't really know about God. People are going through a lot of things. So you, you talk to them about God and then you realize that, ah, so all these people are there waiting for you to come and talk to them. Mm. So say it, it only inspires you to do more and it inspires you not to stop. Mm. And say it's been amazing. And I think from this, we, we are continuing, we will continue to do such amazing things. Sir. Thank you, sir. Amazing. This week has been, and, and I, I was telling Pastor Claude, I said, I didn't expect the challenge to escalate like this. <laughs> you know, I was, on, I was on set. And while I think one of the people on set was talking, and I saw in a vision 
people preaching a bus. And I said, we should preach in a bus. I just responded to what God said quickly, all right? And I just said it. But when the actions began, you know, there's something it does to you. Aside the fact that you're preaching to people, there's something it does to you as a person. I went today. You know, a dear lady called me. She was telling me about how she went to a bus and the driver didn't allow them, and so she was sad. I said, Jesus never said everybody would allow you. And she was like, but we prayed. And I said, yeah. Jesus went to a city. They did not receive him. And he said, any city you go, when they don't receive you, he said, dust the, 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 the soles of your feet, or your sandals. Over there and just walk away. So not everybody will receive you. Not everybody will, uh, will, will, will be happy that you came to preach. Some will like to argue with you, like I say. When you get someone they are trying to argue with you, they're about to waste your time. Walk away. And I said, you know, when you are preaching the gospel, don't, don't let your... Your focus be that you want to win the argument. You want to win the soul. Because sometimes, in trying to win the argument, you now forget your tactics of winning the soul. So if your, your, your focus is to win the soul, your approach will be love. If you focus to win the argument, you know, it comes with a different kind of motive. So it's... it's, it's um, Okay, the scripture is here. It says, And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear you, when ye depart thence, shake off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. So not everybody will receive you. So I went to a first um, place. They didn't receive me. And someone was like, if they knew who was coming to talk in the bus, you know, and, and, and they did it to Jesus. So what, what's, what's the big deal? I, I think I'm excited to fall within that category. So I went to another, but I, I planned to preach in two buses so I could make it here early. I ended up preaching about seven to eight buses. Yeah. The thing is sweet. <laughs> you understand? Especially when you go to the first one and, you know, and all through this week, I was telling Pastor Mike, when I, was, uh, when I was coming here today, I said, Pastor Mike, the Holy Ghost is the cutest person you can ever have in your life. I mean, I mean it happens to be in service, but today's own was just amazing. On my first Bus, all right? I'm sharing my experience now. On my, no, because some people think I'm a professional preacher. I'm not a professional. I rely on the Holy Ghost just like all of you. Yeah. I rely on the Holy Ghost. There's nothing, there's no professional message. No, I, I, I rely on the Holy Ghost just like every Christian. When I'm, say, sometimes I'm coming to church and I'm like, Holy Ghost, today. You know, when you watch me preach, you'll be like, wow, pastor has grasp of everything he's teaching. You don't know. You don't know. You know, that's one of the reasons why what I do for God has that fire because it's strictly Holy Ghost. There's no professionalism. It's strictly Holy Ghost. Truly dependence on the Holy Ghost. So I, I, I got there and the first bus I preached, um, I had to try and fix my tree and all that, you know, and I was trying to put it together. It wasn't the best for me on my first count. So when I left the place, Holy Ghost said, okay, use the scripture. When I went and I used the scripture, everything was just flowing like that. Holy Ghost. I was just flowing in. My, my evangelistic anointing came out. <laughs> they could see, you know, my tree was coming out. And yes, you know. And so who said. Oh, Lord. When I finished, I felt so holy. There's something about it. There's this joy that cannot be explained. It's like some fulfillment. Kai. 
sky. And I saw one of the videos of the guys. One of the guys went to preach in the market. I mean, some people took this thing as extreme. Somebody preached 21 verses today. I said, I said, what is all this? You will not let somebody rest. I think I'm probably going to look for one of those PA systems and go and do the market as well. Because it was so beautiful seeing nice girls and nice boys who could have been doing any other thing and with their nice hair and nice dress, they began to preach the gospel. And let me tell you what the Lord told me. You want to hear it? Let me tell you what the Lord told me. While I was, I was in the house, I was praying. While I was praying, the Lord said to me, I was, um, I'm, I'm looking for the very exact words because the way it came, it's like, uh, it's like, it was not full, but I knew what the Lord was saying. I don't know how to put it. I knew what the Lord was saying, but the words were not. Do you hear God? If you hear God, you understand what I'm trying to say. It's like, you know what the Lord is telling you. Then long and short, everything the Lord was telling me was thank you. You're You're surprised? thought we were doing something for God. You know, it's just like when you do something for someone and this is what was happening in my house today. You do something for someone and he's so grateful and the person's like, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do that for you. I'm going to do this for you. The first time God told me thank you for something was when I, sang, I wrote the song. Even though he was the one who gave me the song, he was still thanking me for singing the song. I don't know how he does that the most high God. When I finished writing that song, singing that song, and it started catching up with people, I, walk, I was walking around my house and the Lord was saying, thank you. Because of this song, I will do this for you. I will do that for you. Today, the Lord was telling me, Enoch, have you seen what has happened in town today? I said, yeah, Lord, you told us to go and do it. He said, Enoch, have you seen what happened today? This is what is going to happen. I don't want to tell you everything because it didn't come in all the words and I don't want to misquote God. But I, I knew what he was talking about and the Lord was saying, thank you. A dear lady from China sent me a message. She was like, she wants to partake in the challenge, but it's impossible in a place like China to partake in the challenge. Then she wrote to me, she said, sir, Tell the young people in Ghana that they should take advantage of the opportunity they have today. Because in China, she's not able to preach the gospel the way we are doing today. Ladies and gentlemen, the doors, opportunity for preaching the gospel in Ghana are open now. As to how long they'll be open, we don't know. We're all in this country when all churches were shut down for months. We don't have another day. Go to the book of John. John chapter 4. 
verse 33. I'll start from verse 33. Look at it. He says, Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him ought to eat? Now, at this time, Jesus Christ had finished preaching to the woman, the Samarian woman, and it was done. The disciples brought him food, and he said, in verse 34, he said, Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. You see? So Jesus said, You don't know. It's like when, when you go for soul winning sometimes, and probably you were hungry before you went. By the time you're done, the hunger is not even there again. It's like you're so full. So Jesus Christ was experiencing that. He said, my food is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. It's like there's a food I have that you know nothing about. Then verse 35 is the point. He says, say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. He said, behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. He said, don't say they are worth four months. Don't say that, oh, I will do it tomorrow. Don't say that, oh, when I grow. Don't say it. He said, don't say that they are yet four months and then come at harvest. He said, behold, he said, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. For they are white already to harvest. He didn't say that the, the harvest is now coming. He says, the harvest is already ready. I That's why you were saying, when we go out there, it's like the people have been waiting for us. You know, in the beginning, when I, when I went preaching, now, I preached in bars so many years ago. I, I used to preach in bars a lot, all right? But, you know, the things of the Spirit are such that you, 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 you never outgrow them. You never outgrow preaching to children. You will never outgrow it. You know, some people, <laughs> oh, no, I don't do that. Preaching to kids, little children, never outgrow it. Never outgrow soul winning. Never outgrow leading prayer. So as a pastor, I still lead prayer. I could have said, oh, you come and lead the prayer. You know, that when I are leading long prayers, I lead it myself. I don't put someone in charge. I lead the prayers myself. So you never outgrow things of the spirit. You don't never outgrow. So till from today to next year, to next 10 years, read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. will always be relevant. If you want to grow, if you want to grow, hallelujah, read your Bible, pray every day if you want to. So you see, you never outgrow things of the spirit. So there's no time you say that, oh, I know what to do. It's like, it's like if you have prayed 50 hours before, if they give you another time, five hours, you will still go through the same process. It's still as difficult. <laughs> so I went... To preach today, I noticed something. In the beginning, most of them thought I came for money. So they'll be looking at you some way. So by the time you make it known to them that I didn't come here because of your money, and you're finished, and you are done, and you're walking away, they are surprised. He walked away. He didn't ask for anything. One guy wanted to give me money. Thank you so much. He said, say not that they are yet four months and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Verse, verse 36. And he that reapeth receiveth wages. Hmm. 
He said, he that reapeth, receiveth wages. That means the one who goes so winning, he said, God pays him. And gathereth fruit unto life eternal. This is what blows my mind. He that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. That means when he that reap, reaps receives the wages, what he is doing, he says the fruit he is gathering. You know, there are some people who are gathering fruit unto corruption. They are gaining a lot in life. They are doing a lot in their life, but it's all corrupted. When, like Pastor Trusa said, when you go into the next life, everything they did, Everything they achieved, they became the MD of so so and so. Everything they achieved because of no consequence eternally. They have gathered fruit unto this world. They did not gather fruit unto life eternal. He said, the one who goes so winning, he said, he gathers fruit unto life eternal. That person is now dealing with eternal things. That means when that man goes into eternity, he will see his work. There are many things many of you did today, you will see it in eternity. There are some of the things, some of the buses you preached in that you will see it in eternity. He that reapeth, receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. He said that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Let your life count for the kingdom of God. Don't live a worthless life. Live a life worthy of eternal consequence. Eternal consequence. Do you think Colossians chapter 2? Chapter 3, sorry, verse 1. He said, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. You know, one of the first things that the Lord tells us to do when we get saved is, stop thinking of the world. He said, if ye then be risen with Christ, he said, start seeking those things which are above. No, when you talk to a Christian, oh, thank you, Jesus. When you talk to a Christian, sometimes you can talk to certain Christians and their communication is so worldly. It's so carnal. It's so worldly. Everything they are doing in their life is to gain something in this life. They don't think about things that are above. You know, I'm on set here with some wonderful men and women of God. And to be here is dollars today. The people sitting on set here is dollars. The other times when we're having the, 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 the kingdom week, some of those people are givers as well. But we were highlighting on so many at that time. Today, we want to talk to the partners, those who give, those who give in the house of God. I want to show your place. I want to show your place.
the place and the work. So I'll introduce here. Um, I've seen um, some of them saying it keeps posting on YouTube. Please check it. So I have with me here Sasu from Caris Fellowship, a mighty giver, a mighty giver, and he will do more for the Lord. And I have here Chelsea, also a mighty, another mighty giver, a mighty worker for the Lord. I have with me here Selassie Egagado, the money man. You're welcome. And I have with me here Collins as well from the Professionals Fellowship. I have so many mighty givers. I just, we just had to select these to come and... Um, Talk. They'll share with us their inspiration for giving. Let's start. Sasu, let's start with you. What is your inspiration for giving? So let's go. Sasu. Okay. Thank you so Talk much. Talk to sir. me. What's going on? So, sir, I grew up with my grandmother, who is a prophetess. And she has a church at Community One. So um, she used to have crusades on Community One Park. And there was this time she did one big, one very big crusade. <clears throat> and so I was standing by the stage, and I remember looking at her, and I looked at the stage, and I looked at the crowd, and I said, wow, I want to do something like this for God. Mm. I was about eight or nine. So, so, but this understanding took a whole different level when I went, uh, went, went for end-of-year camp. So at end-of-year camp, I was being ministered to concerning what I call the kingdom mission statement. Mm. simple but powerful message for God so loved the world mm. but when the Holy Ghost ministered that to me sir, I, was, I was in tears mm. I was in tears and he was telling me the meaning why we should why the kingdom must advance why we should finance the kingdom and say I was crying and I was like Holy Ghost any way any way I can avail myself I'll make sure I avail myself mm. and say if you see the things God wants to do mighty things. Mm. He wants to do mighty, mighty things. Isaiah God wants to do mighty things. things. Isaiah prophesied, he says, and it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house yes, Lord. shall be established on top of the mountains and it shall be exalted above um, the hills course, God, yes. and nations will come unto it. And I ask myself, what is my contribution to making sure that, first of all, the mountain of the Lord's house is established on top of the mountain? Mm. Secondly, what is my contribution to making sure that it's exalted above all the hills? Mm. And what's my contribution to making sure that nations come onto it? Mm. When you meet Otufo's, let's say they say Otufo's son, this is Otufo's son. There's, there's a certain brand it comes with. Mm. So for them to know that the mountain is indeed exalted above all the hills, mm. the people who come from, from there, that's you and I, should be a certain way. We should be frontiers in our space. Mm. So... If they see, they don't need to see the mountain. Mm. They just need to see us. Mm. And that's how they'll come onto the mountain, sir. Okay. Thank you, sir. So that's, that's been my inspiration. That's been your inspiration for yes, giving. Sir. Yes, sir. Which of the year, end of year camps are you talking about? Last year, sir. Last year? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shabarakos. Collins. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity to be on set with you. So, so my journey... Um, was um, a few years back when I was in school in China. That was where I met um, my fellowship leader for the first time. We were actually in the same school. So through him, we got to um, learn the importance of financing the um, propagation of the gospel. 
So there was one thing he said, I think he got it from you, that with or without you, the job will be done. So another thing he taught us was that, do we prefer to be um, the part of the people who get to see the history makers, or do we prefer to be one of those people who are making history? So we're like, say we don't want to be part of the audience. We want to be in that group. When history looks back, history can say, this guy was there, this lady was there, this gentleman was there. So every year in our fellowship, like back then in, in school, China. in China, we have um, missionary um, works. So when these people are going, like the um, budget is very huge. And as students, you might wonder, how are we going to fund these people? But by the inspiration of the spirit and what we have seen and the move of the spirit in the nations and the testimonies which came previous years, like we were like, if the Lord is doing this, why are we here holding on to our money? Mm. Because the Bible says that we should build up treasures in heaven, mm. not here on earth where moth can set around those things. So even though at the beginning of that, we were not having much, we were like, say, we are going to pledge, we are going to put in strategies to enable us to hit the target. If Let's say we are going to um, contribute about 2,000 cities. That is when we convert to uh, the Chinese currency. Although it's going to be hard for us to bring it on the go, we put strategies in place so that before those who are going to these countries for their missions, they will have these funds to actually go and do the work. So um, it started from that place. And there was this, this particular time... Um, I think we had this program called Prosperity Generosity Conference. So over there, like the sole purpose of that conference was to raise funds to aid these missionaries. So back then, my money was not up to. So I had this um, this video game, PS4. So I was like, if the money is not going to come, I'm going to sell this device because the time was getting close. Like I think it was about a week or two for the people to leave. So I sold it. So during that conference, there was a word which came that there was somebody in this crowd who sold a machine to finance um, these people. So I was like, I didn't, I thought it was going to be somebody else or me. I was like, I was in the choir, so I was just minding the choir business. So afterwards, I was thinking about that word. Nobody came out. So nobody came out. So I was thinking about the word, and I went to meet the man of God who gave that word. So he told me I was, he gave that word, but although nobody came, I brought it to his attention that that word was actually for me. So there he just told me to nail down. He told me all what I sold to actually finance um, that move, I'm going to get a better version. And it didn't take long. Like I was not even expecting to get those video games back because I was thinking about doing greater things. I got back a, a PS4 Pro, I got a 4K TV, but those things were not my focus because at the end of my, uh, my education, I had to even give those things away for the kingdom again. So I think it all started and it kept piling up and it kept going. So um, I got a drive from actually listening to a few messages from Pastor Chris. So that was um, building that excitement in me, especially um, this message um, uh, it didn't come to mind, but I think it talks about um, giving a sense of consolation. That message really 
really did it for me. Wow. Selassie, yeah. what's your inspiration for giving? Because you're a mighty giver. There's no time we call Selassie. Selassie, this needs to be done. Yes, sir. And he gives it. Go ahead. Thank you so much, sir, for this opportunity. And also, sir, thank you so much for um, giving me my fellowship leader. He's been an inspiration to, to, to me and to the giving that I've been doing by God's grace. Sir, personally for me, my inspiration has been simple. To put my money where my heart is. You see, um, a lot of people have been putting their money into different things. And you would notice that that's where their heart is. But for me, that's where my heart is in God. And that's where my money must go. And say, so growing up, um, growing up, I was in a church with my parents. And then mostly when it's fundraising time, they'll be calling for funds. And my dad has the money, but you sit down. Mm. So sometimes I'm like, dad, go some. Sometimes I even tell him, sometimes when we are going home, I tell him that, oh, dad, why didn't you go? Say, Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. You know, I'll just brush it off. So, Every single time, when he doesn't go, I always tell myself that, and I always tell the Holy Ghost, that, God, I want to do this, so I'll represent him. I always want to do this, so I'll represent him. So fast forward, growing up, I noticed that Holy Ghost started moving me into that particular direction of giving. And also say, um, people of God, some people of God, people of the world have been taking advantage of Christians too much. Oh. The thing is, some Christians go to people of the world for, example, sponsorships and stuff like that. Say it shouldn't be like that. Mm. The thing is, we are rather supposed to give them. So when, when I notice there's a need for something of God to be done, my money has to go there so that people of the world will not get a chance to talk anyhow. Mm. Because when, when they are being given the chance to talk anyhow, they really talk anyhow to oh, the extent of... You know, you know today... You know, the Bible says that the rich man talks roughly. Today, I will talk roughly. <laughs> There's a popular man in this country that is perceived to have money, and I said he helps people. I heard, I don't know how true it is, that churches will send him letters of their fundraising. And he will not come home. But he will send them money. Jesus Christ. No wonder he can have the infantry to bring up issues of men of God on air. No wonder. You go begging him. What an insult. You know what, what you are saying right now, how every time there was supposed to be fundraising, you know, your dad would not go, but you feel like, and, and the, the, I remember when we were going to have Encounter Love, you know, the bill was huge. Up to today, <laughs> I'm wondering how we completed that. The bill was so huge. Some of the guys said, we should go for sponsorship. I said, no. I said, no. I said, no. They will give us sponsorship and come and put their flag over there. Something that's for Jesus. Don't come and so they sponsor that company sponsored Jesus. Never again. Never ever. 
I am angry today. You understand? I am angry. I am angry for God. I am angry on behalf of God. What insult? What effrontery? Hey. Let me tell you something. There's a very big discipling that we need to do in this. In this, you know, so many Christians are not concerned about the kingdom. They are not concerned about God. Let me tell you something. Today I'll be a little plain about certain things. If we have church service and offering is two thousand Ghana CD, listen. If offering is two thousand Ghana CD, I'll back. Why? It is not. It's not consistent. See, why some members don't do that. You never see that. If there's church service, every CYC member, you know, is a giver. So church offerings, even though at that time, this time I'm talking, we're not, I don't think we're even having two services. It was just one service we're having. This is what I'm talking about. When we had the whole of Encounter Love, eh, did you see the number of people over there? The total offering was 2,000 Ghana City. All the people sitting down there. The cost of the program was going into hundreds of thousands of dollars. If not more than. Because Sinat's flight and her, the, 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 the team alone and the hotel, or you think it's free? Or you think they were, they were sleeping on the moon? Or we just bring them to your house? Everybody gathered there that day. Because when it is time to give offering, everybody looks for the least amount with them. Today is for money. You know, there are evangelists. They go out to preach, and we've been doing that. There are televangelists, those who preach on TV, but they are money evangelists. You understand? The people gathered here are money evangelists. They, they are, their evangelism is tech. One of the things that made me a giver was the anger. The anger of every time it is time to do something for God. Ah, Sukha, pray the door. I say, I went to my, my, my dad's church and I went to preach over there. I've shared a testimony with some of you before. What did they want to buy? Instruments and mixer. That's all they wanted to buy. And my, and, and my dad said, we should do fundraising. I said, never. I said, I don't do fundraising. I told him, I said, I don't do fundraising. As a matter of principle, I don't do fundraising. And somebody, come and give. Who here would like to give God? Please, come and give God. Come. We are starting it. Thousand cities. They will sit there and sit there and sit there and sit there and sit there. Oh, thousand cities. Okay, we are reducing it to 800 cities. They will sit there and 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 sit there. I hope you all know I'm a prophet of God. I mean, I can prophesy anytime. There are people in this in church, in this church, who are moving into the realm of hundreds of thousands of dollars. They are moving there now. They are moving there now. Throughout this, we've been doing evangelism. Now we've come to money evangelism. The money evangelism. Listen. So if God's people now go begging. Some of these people say we are doing harvest. Come and be our chairman. Because they are calling to be a chairman because I remember there was a guy in my area uh, when, when those days were living at Rebecca. He doesn't go to church. Eh? 
He works at a restaurant. He doesn't go to church, but he has some money. And he was working at a restaurant. But when churches are doing fundraising, they will come and give him a letter to be a chairman. He doesn't go to church. What, what is this? So, the anger. So that's the anger. I got angry. Why is it so? Why is it so? So much so that men of God now do not have even the moral purity to even preach the word of God. You understand? When they are incapacitated financially, they can't even preach what, the reason why they came. They have to make sure they add, you have to give. Do you understand? It's not part of what they are supposed to preach. Maybe God is sending them to go and preach about holiness or preach about healing. But he knows that it will take money to finance the money, the, what, what he's going to preach. So he has to, in a way, now try to be a con man to get the people to give. Meanwhile, it's not supposed to be so. So they, they even lack the moral purity to preach exactly what God sent them to preach. Why? Now let me tell you something. Giving, all right, you know, let me tell you something. Every ministry in the kingdom starts as a gift or starts as a grace. Then it now becomes a ministry before it becomes an office. Now, there are people with the gifts of giving. The Bible talks about it. Paul was telling the, the, the Philippians, he said, the churches are Macedonia. He said, just... He said, just as, he was telling the Corinthians actually, he said, just as you have abounded in utterance in other things, he said, also abound in the grace of giving. That means giving is a grace. Then there are people who have moved from the same way with healing and teaching. For example, there are people who give, all right, but they don't have the ministry of a kingdom financier. But they're just giving. So one time giving doesn't make you, you know, it doesn't move you into that realm. You know, just like a, the fact that you heal somebody in the hospital doesn't make you a healing minister. Are you getting it? So when people keep doing it and keep giving and keep giving, something now happens. God now finds their faithfulness and now brings them into a ministry of giving. When you now enter the ministry of giving, there you know that it's not your money you are giving. Are you listening to me? At that time, it's not like I have money and I'm giving. It's a, I move beyond I have money and I'm giving. It's like I am now God's trustee. I am God's steward. So I am holding kingdom finance. Are you listening? It's not like I have money and I'm giving. It's not my money. I am keeping God's money. At that time, the person is now keeping God's money. He doesn't own it. He now starts keeping God. The person, the person now goes into that realm. When the person enters that ministry of giving, any time God can tell him to give. And God will not look at his accounts. You one day, one day, I will call you. You will enter where they count church money. I want you to join them and see something. There you will know that the kingdom of God runs on God's budget. Unless you are not doing the work of God. Chelsea handles some of the finance. She has seen miracles that are not possible. <laughs> she has seen miracles that are not possible. I told her principal, I said, you cannot count God's money and be poor. Unless you are stealing it. <laughs> yeah. You cannot. There's something about it. I moved into, into, into supernatural financing when I started keeping, or, you know, I was selling Rhapsody. When I sold Rhapsody, I take it back. Just keeping the money, something was about it. 
That's when I started seeing money. So some people have come into that place of spirit money. It's like the money with me, I know that the reason why I got this contract is not, that's why I told you, I said, at any phase in my life, when money comes to me, I'm thinking, why did God bring it? I'm not thinking, what should I do with it? I don't have that brain. Money is the wheels of the gospel. I said what? Money is the wheels of the gospel. The engine of the gospel is the word of God. The fuel is prayer. But you can have fuel, have engine, and the car is not going anywhere. Why? No wheels. <laughs> when you hear ever that they say a man of God has taken money or defrauded or they say a man of God do things for money, when you ever hear it, it means the person is not busy. If you are in a ministry like, like ours, there's always something to do. By the time you finish pneumatica night, Omatica nights will be coming. <laughs> Before you learn Kingdom Week. Week of prayers will join you. And every one of these cost money to do. So, where are God's servants who are called to finance the gospel? And I tell you, many of you now are coming into that place. I tell you, you are coming into that place of having given us a ministry. Receive it. Now, when we, come, when we start talking about having given us a ministry, eh, we now start moving away from I'm giving to get something from God. We've gone away from that. Now, think about it. The guy said he was in China. People were living there to go and preach somewhere to go and do ministry. And all they need is for someone to help pay for them to go. You didn't go. Somebody is risking his life to go. All that God needed from you is to you, for you to finance what they are doing. Listen, the Ark of the Covenant was carried on the shoulders of the priest, showing us something that forever and ever if that is God's pattern, the presence of God will always be carried by men. The work of God will always be done by men. Robots will never replace it. Nothing will ever replace it. And it was carried by the priests. The priests were consecrated people. And the Bible says that we has made us kings and priests. Coca-Cola will never sponsor Jesus. That is why I refuse to put them there. It might look like a good deal. They might want to be on board. But I will not do it. I will not do it. Abraham said, I will not take a shoe like that from you, lest you say you made Abraham rich. That program, that meeting we had, I said it was in hundreds of thousands of dollars, was financed by the young people. It was financed by CYC people. Everything was financed in-house. Everything was financed in there. Someone might be asking, why? What is your drive? You know, that this is one of the reasons why people think that men of God are, are scamming people. Because 
what is the catch? Are you getting it? It's like, why are you so, you know, they're looking for the catch. Like, why are you so passionate about this thing? There must be something you are getting. There must be something. They are looking for the cash. Like, because in, in, in the world, nobody does, nothing goes for nothing. Nobody does anything just like that. Like someone just went to church and I went to give, he went to give this. You just went to give it? Come on. Boys of your age are spending more than what you are even giving in church on Moe. And nobody's asking them anything. Once it gets into, into the hands of God, then the devil starts backing through his children. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, five loaves of bread, two fishes in the hand of a little boy is lunch. When it gets into the hand of Jesus, it's a miracle. You have to come to that understanding. No, I have gone past, I'm giving to God, I'm receiving, so I'm looking for something. <laughs> I can give to God and walk home. No regrets. No regrets. I will not curse God. I will not say anything. It is my joy that I give to God. It is my joy. It is my joy. Go and look for those who are not giving. They have not become any better. <laughs> Go and look at those who, have no, who are not giving. They have not become any, getter, any better than you. How is it that? No, no, think about it. Let me use Celestia as an example. Encounter Love, you came to me with, with, with an envelope. How much did you give? Um, sir, almost 10,000. You gave almost 10,000? Yes, sir. That's what you gave last year. This year, how much have you given so far? Um, say around $8,000. $8,000? Yes, sir. Last year, all you gave was $10,000, which is like $2,000. If he gave, shouldn't the money finish? Yes. No, are you thinking about it? Yeah. His, his money should have left him. Yeah. This year, he has done four times that amount. So, he can only get better and better. He can only get bigger and bigger. I started giving 10 years ago, and I've not had a single reason to say that I'm not giving again. I am a giver. I am a giver. I am a giver. You see, they are talking about the money evangelists. Yes, we are going to do the work of God. Yeah, but it will cost money to do it. It will cost money to do it. Especially when you are with CYC. Everything we do is very... They know me. If it looks like poverty, I'm not doing it. I believe in doing, giving God the best. And giving God will not allow me. I remember... We wanted to do Thanksgiving. We we're looking for a hall because best person couldn't, couldn't take us. Because Thanksgiving, if you do it in, in, in um, t- uh, services, it will not be nice. It's like you do first service, Thanksgiving, when the second service, it's not be nice. And the hall can't take all of us. So we're looking for a place, looking for a place. So I got to a place. I won't mention the name of the place. The hall is not so nice, but it was big. And I said, oh, I think we can just do it here. So I started envisioning it. God said, don't try it. <laughs> God said, where are you going? God said, where are you going? I'm coming to this place. Then 
we went to check and um, we went to check and moving pick was available. God said, go for it. No money is too much when it involves soul winning. Nothing is too much. <laughs> Nothing is too much. He said, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Nothing is too much. The lights, big, um, powerful lights are not too much. The excellent state is not too much. Getting buses to carry the people is not too much. I had this mindset right from when I was a cell leader. When, when, when any of my people say that, Everybody's thinking, and you know, one thing, in a lot of churches, everybody's thinking there are some rich people who are supposed to be financing. And let me tell you something, as a, as a pastor, I'll tell you something. Those who, re- who dress powerfully and look rich, they, are not, they, are, they don't give. I'm telling you today, if you think that there are some big guys giving, it's not true. Chelsea, share with me your inspiration. What's your inspiration? Thank you so much, Sam, for the opportunity. I love you, Sam. Sam, since I was like really young, ever since I was a little girl, I always, my daddy was a pastor. There were always church activities going on around us. And I was exposed to Pastor Chris and all those programs going on. And I don't know where the thoughts came from, but then... I always wanted my life to count for God. I always wanted, I remember being asked so young what I wanted to be or what my vision in life is. And I told my uncle that I want people to see me and see the glory of God. And as I was growing up and seeing all the things that people were doing for God, I just wanted to be a part of it. And Initially, I thought that that would mean to preach or to like be a pastor or like be in the front line and do something big so everybody to see. But then as time went on, God was teaching me that I could count wherever I went. One thing about me that everybody who knows me knows that I've always been ambitious. I wanted to have, be successful, be wealthy and all that. And I thought to myself that if my life could count, then all the reason why, and I want to work so hard and get all this money and be so successful for everybody to see, then I want that to count for God as well. So every time I looked into my future, every time I look at where God is taking me or look in the future and see what I want to do for God, I'm thinking, how can, how can I make it count for God? How can I do something that everybody around me will be like, this is definitely God? How can my life preach the gospel even without me stepping there? Every time I think about myself, I'm thinking about how can I make God proud? And as I began to come to church and hear the word of God, I learned that I'm in the family of God. And I learned that I am a co-worker with God. I'm a partner with God. Then I thought, I thought to myself that then this is the best place to give my money. If I'm working so hard and I'm doing everything I can to be successful, then I want people to look at me and say that, then it's God who makes success. If I'm doing everything I want to do, if, when, when I talk, I want everybody to know that it's God who has made this. And anytime there's a program, anytime there's something to be done in the house, 
I want to be a part of it. I want to make my money count, like Selassie said. Say, every time I look at things being done, I was raised in a family where we're taught that we protect what we have. Say, it us that come that when Paul died and when Saul died, David was angry when they were spreading the news. He was like, don't say it anywhere because we can't let people know that this has happened to us. I was, taught, I was raised in a family to protect, to gather. And every time I make money, every time um, there's something to be done, every time there's something that needs to be done, the gospel has to be spread. I'm thinking, how can I be part of this so that God's name will be glorified? God said that his cities will be spread through the gospel. How would I be part of that? Say, so any time there's something to be done in the house, my heart is, something is burning in my heart. I cannot sleep if there's a bill to be paid. Verse 17. And thou saying in thy heart, my power and my, the might of my hand had gotten me this wealth. Let's start from 16. Let's start from 15. All right. He said, Who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents? Now, this time the children of God had gotten into the promised land. And God, one of the, the things God told them is that he's going to make them wealthy. All right? So he says, who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought where there was no water? Who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint? Verse 6, he said, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna which thy fathers knew not that he might humble thee and that he might prove thee to, de- to do thee good at thy latter end? Verse 17, he said, and thou say in thine heart, my power and the might of my hand had gotten me this wealth. Verse 18. He says, in verse 17, he said, don't say, all right, he's talking to God's people. He says, don't say that it is that my power and the wealth of my hand that had got, uh, and, the, and the works of my hand that had gotten me this wealth. He said, but thou shalt remember, you see, thou shalt remember. I remember when I was talking Thanksgiving, remember God, thou shalt remember God wants us to always tie our prosperity to him. He said, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. That means there's a power to get wealth. There's, there's a power that makes people rich. Speaking tongues. Something has just moved in my spirit. Hey! Power to get wealth. Power to get wealth. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Power to get wealth. And that power is here. 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 Shaka Moro. 
There is a money power. There is a money power. There is power for wealth. Don't think about the people of the world. There is a money power in the kingdom. There is power to get wealth. If you are a giver, this is the time. Speaking tongues to something breaks in your spirit. Power to get wealth. Let something stare within you. I and the children whom the Lord has given me, we are for signs and for wonders. We are for signs and for wonders. Power to get wealth. Power to get wealth.
power 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 listen 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 there are things i say there are things i don't say but in meetings like this some things you have to say <laughs> one day, I won't mention the person's name. One day, there was a, dear, a young lady. She's a cell leader. She texted me. I don't know what came into her mind to text me. And she texted me and said, Sir, please, you have been so, talking about money angels, money angels, money angels. She said, I want some of the money angels. And I said, I said, listen, can I show you a scripture? Guys, can I show you a scripture? <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 10. Look, he says, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich. That's the part I want you to see. Men of God, depends on their calling, they have what it takes to make somebody rich. <laughs> you were in the meeting when Jesse said, I met her, at, I saw her at camp and I said, have you seen money before? That was when she now skyrocketed into tens of thousands of dollars. Listen, when I'm speaking in my office, I know what I'm talking about. I have what it takes. The person asked me, he said, Sir, I want your money angels. I said, I said, I can give them to you. I said, I can give you. And she smiled and we talked. I said, Okay, bring me this seed. And I'm giving her amount to bring. I don't want to mention it here. Well, I wanted to stretch her faith because things in this kingdom. Bible says God is a rewarder of those that diligent. He said without faith it's impossible to please God. He that cometh God must believe that he is and he's a rewarder. So God is a rewarder. So I cannot just give her the money. Even the angels will not go. It will take faith for it to happen. So I give her. I said bring me the amount of money. I said bring me the amount of money you'll get the angels. <laughs> now there's not everybody I deal with like that. Do you understand? It's not like I've said hey, I'm selling money. Angels. No I'm not selling money angels. It was, it, was, it was a transaction of faith that I was having with a lady. And I said, okay, bring me this amount of money. When you bring it, I will, I will show you something. So she brought it. I said, listen, from today, there's something about money angels. There's something about money angels. They determine your level. Now, this has nothing to do with... Um, this is the amount in my account. No. They determine your level. Before that amount finishes, they, they, have to, they have to bring it. Before that amount finishes, they have to bring it. It's a thing. So I told her, from that day, she said, I don't know where money comes from. <laughs> she said, I don't know where money comes from. She said, I don't know where money comes from. She said, my, 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 her Momo account is never less than, if I can remember what she said very well, it's never less than the money she gave. She came to give me. 
He said, as though poor, yet making many rich. Some men of God, some leaders have that. They have it. They can. They can. One of the people that I know that can is my senior pastor. Because he's the one who actually, in 2011, I fell in between his legs while he was praying for me. And he said, I give you my money angels. So, I, if, if I ever sit down with you, eh, and I tell you the kind of things that we do in church, you'll be shocked. Where we are using for service, I, some men of God came to my house while I was talking with them. Me, I can't intimidate. I can't intimidate in a very humble way. I started by, if you don't believe I'm anointed, I'll start by how much I pay for the whole I <laughs> So I told them, I said, this is what I pay every service. You know, and they have been in ministry. They said, hey! And you know what? The amount, amount I mentioned to them, I actually cut it into two. I don't want them to get hypertension. <laughs> because if it is not the hand of God and the supply of God, what we are doing as a church, we cannot do it. We cannot do it. When we're going to Best Western, when we're going to Best Western, we're paying $1,000 per service. So you see that the last thousand dollars you gave, it was six months later you gave again. So you see that it, your money has not done anything. <laughs> your major faith, your Goliath faith was thousand dollars that you gave is still January. We are in September. You have not given anything. So why? <laughs> think think about it. It was every Sunday we were, were in that place for more than a year. Every Sunday we're paying a thousand dollars. When we're going to start, I asked God, God, how is this thing going to happen? Because anytime I pray, God said, go there. Go there for what? Because I was looking around, asking pastors, how much do you pay? Hey, I was like, hey, people say, hey, you don't pay up to thousand cities. Hey, how can you pay venue this? But God said, go there and pay it. So God gave me a sign because I'll be, I was being stubborn in the beginning because I have never seen it happen before. So God gave me a sign. God is going to use you to do things that you have never seen before. Moses had never seen the Red Sea part. Nobody had ever seen a, 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 a giant come down with a stone. It's a special grace. God will use you to do something that you have never seen before. That's the, that's the level. Something you have never seen before. Something you've never heard before. You don't hear anybody doing it. So there's no reference. God is going to start it with you. much today because clearly there's there are issues with the internet so tomorrow in service 
I want to lift it to another level. Because I don't want the people to miss it. Because there's a power to get wealth. Because you see, in these last days, we have to slap the devil with money. Sasu, I am a man of God. You are about to see money you have not seen before. You have a dollar account. You have a dollar account. Something's about to start happening in that account. midst of economic problem you will have money the time, in the moment they happen, it's as though nothing happened. But you see, later when they come to share the testimony, that you realize something actually happened that day. Tomorrow morning we might wake up as though nothing happened. But something has happened. money. Let me tell you something. You know what I was just doing right now? If somebody can go to a fetish priest and a fetish priest can go draw money for him, what do you think a man of God does? It's because you don't respect men of God. You can go to a fetish priest. He can conjure money for you. I have boys I have laid hands on. They have gotten money. Yes. Yes. Receive the grace power to get wealth. Power to get wealth. Carabayas. Sit down for a moment. And he said in verse 18, verse 18, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18.
For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Then he says, now this is what does not make people, you know, they come to church, God bless me, God bless me, God bless me, and they will never receive anything from God. Let me tell you something. Always be, be careful when God gives you money. Be careful because it's a test. How do you move from a grace into a ministry? Faithfulness. It is not faith. Faithfulness. You are faithful. It's like teaching. I started teaching as a gift. I started teaching the word of God as a gift. Then I was faithful with it. Then God now moved me into, it became a teaching ministry. When you come to teaching ministry, even if you wake the person up from bed, insight comes and he starts communicating. The same with healing. When it's a grace or a gift, like a gift of healing, when you pray for the sick, it's, um, you, the Holy Ghost has to create the opportunity. It's like you can see a sick person, the healing anointing will not be there because it's a gift and it's regulated by the Holy Spirit. So there are days that it comes, there are days it doesn't come and you cannot pray to come. Yeah. You cannot pray it to come. That's what people don't know. You can go and pray from morning dark to dawn because me, I'm a prayer giant. I, you can pray. I learned some of these things by experience and later I saw them in the word of God. You can pray from dark to dawn and say, as I pray, Lord, in this service, let there be healing. God will not mind you. But there are certain services as you are going, God tells you there's going to be healing and that's what's going to happen. So if it's a gift, so it's a gift is regulated by the Holy Spirit. But when it becomes a ministry, there it is not necessarily regulated by the Holy Spirit. At that point, it's like a man of God, Pastor Chris. He has a healing school. And he has the date of the healing school. Do you understand what, that, what we are talking about here? He has the date. <laughs> he's like, you come there, you will be healed. Do you understand? He, he, it has now become a ministry. So the same with giving. It first of all starts as a grace. Alright? Then you keep giving. You keep giving. You keep sowing your seed. Understand? Anytime, one of the things is a faithfulness. One of the things about giving is God first of all sees your heart. Like I said, be very careful when God starts giving you money. It's a test. There are some people, you know, they got maybe say a job or say a car, all right? And that because of that car or that job, they don't come to the house of God again. What they don't know is that God would definitely not give you the real thing that you, um, is due you because he has to first test you. So that car you have is a test of the real one God wanted to give you. Or the real thing God wanted to give you. So what you will never have the opportunity to see is the next level that God was taking you. Why? Because... You, you, you destroyed the, the, what God gave you in your hand at the time. God tests people. Like for example, God tested Abraham with Isaac. God tested Abraham with Isaac. So every time God gives you something, make sure that it draws you closer to him. There, there are times that God does not release money for people because he sees their heart that is going to destroy them. When your heart is sold out to the gospel, God will know and God will confirm it. Bible says that 
the heir, as long as it's a child, different than from a servant, though he be Lord of all. He said, but it's put under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. So how do you know you're no longer a child? It is not you who say, I'm no longer a child. The father will know through your heart, the kind of heart that you display at that time. Do you understand? Now, he says that, for, um, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. He said that he may establish his covenant. Not, it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, so that you will take your girlfriend on a vacation. Is the message good enough? Because there are some people, when they get money, they forget, they eat the tithe, eat everything. They now remember, oh, I didn't pay my tithe. It was a test. You failed. Because if it is kingdom money, I want to tell you something. Rich men don't scare God. Sometimes you'll be thinking, oh, there's this rich man. If he gives his life to Christ, he'll be a giver. It's a lie. Yeah. Sometimes we think that there's this, like, wow, imagine, imagine Jeff Bezos coming into a church. Wow. Let me tell you, if God ever needs Jeff Bezos, if he joins Christianity and he joins a church, he will lose all his money. <laughs> You push to go and research about God well. He will lose all his money. There was a man of God. He was very rich as a businessman and he went to do ministry. When he went to ministry, you know, he, he had money. So he started buying cars, buying buses to, do, to use for um, evangelism. I, I want to help you to understand divine things. Is that, you understand? It looks like a very good thing, right? He had money. So because, because he now said he wants to do ministry. He now bought cars, then he even bought a truck, all right? And that truck has a stage on it, light, everything. So when he gets to a place, they just collapse the back of the truck, and it's a stage. You know, that looks like this is for the kingdom. This is for God. Looks like this, God doesn't get the glory. So if God truly will use him, God will collapse everything he's had. And truly, truly, he lost everything. Because when he started his church, because he had money, he said, nobody should give offering. You cannot. <laughs> Look, let me tell you. When something is a divine pattern, listen to me. When something is a divine pattern, it, is, it cannot be altered. For example, God will always require, until Jesus Christ comes, God will always require offering. He will, there is, no matter the level of the church, God will always require that his, his kids give offering. Because it's a divine pattern. Is the opportunity that he opens for his kids to be blessed. So, some people might be thinking, oh, if this person becomes a Christian, he will win more souls. If this secular person becomes a Christian, it is a lie from the pit of hell. Somebody said, if Michael Jackson gave his life to Christ, if he said Jesus loved people, what are they saying? We all saw it with Kanye West. Did people follow him? Nobody followed him. They turn against him. His own fans turn against him. Because you see, the mouth to speak the gospel, the line senses from the Holy Ghost. The same way, there's spirit money. There's money. God will prefer to do it with Sasu 
who probably maybe has ten thousand dollars in his in account. God prefer to do it with him than for God to go to somebody who is working somewhere and has a lot of money already. God doesn't get the glory. Bible says that for we know that not many after the flesh are called. Not many great after the flesh are called. God is not looking for uh, uh, how rich the person is. Do you know God? He said the cattle upon a thousand hills are mine. God wants to get the glory. He wants to start with you. He wants to teach you kingdom rudiments. He wants you to stand somewhere, somewhere and say that this is why I became rich. I tithed. I listened to God. There was, you understand? God wants you to give the glory to him. And that was one of the main reasons why the encounter love I said with no company. I said, I want us to give God the testimony. So we give God the testimony. And not, you know, this person is going to... No, so God can make you wealthy. God can give you riches. But he says the reason, you know, he's giving you that wealth, he said that you may establish his covenant. The reason for the wealth is that you establish his covenant. There is a kingdom thing to do. There is a kingdom thing to do. Bible says that through prosperity shall my cities be spread abroad. So prosperity is not something we preach in the kingdoms and men of God of today. They're always preaching prosperity. It means that particular pastor or that particular, any, any pastor who does not think about prosperity, he has, not work, he has no work from God. All he does is Sunday service. Because when you have work from God, eh, and God entrusts something like pneumatical night into your hand as a man of God, and entrusts something like... Um, uh, encounter love into your hand as a man of God. And God entrusts something like um, miracle sales into your hand as a man of God. God will have to give you the finances. Because there's always something to do. Sometimes I don't want to do it. That's what some of you don't know. Sometimes I don't want to do it. Because programs are stressful. But I just have to, I've, I've learned to, to trust in Jesus. I've learned to obey. So he tells you, okay, Pneumatical night, you're going to do, do, do it like this, do it like that, form it like this, this is the pattern, do it like this, and I'm going to do this. Then we listen to the Lord, then we move. So any man of God who, is, who does not have any job from God can say that churches is not, the gospel is not about prosperity. You don't know what you are saying. You don't know what you are saying. If you have a lot of work from God, like for example, we are going to build a, a 3,000 seater all right? We're going to build a 3,000 seater, and that 3,000 seater will require, are you listening to me? That 3,000 seater will require money. We don't go to these owners of land and say we'll pray for them. Do you understand? Don't even accept your prayer. There are certain people, when God, you see, when God starts blessing you, become more humble. Lie on the floor more. Become more humble when God starts blessing you. Because you don't know what you have not yet seen. All you know is what you have in your hand at the time. You don't know what you have not yet seen. Any move of God that is not financially empowered will die. There are certain cadres 
that God gives every move. You will see every move of God with those cadres. One, you will find wisdom. Two, you will find fire. You will find the miraculous. Then you will find financial power. Pastor said something one day. He said, when you lose track of your finances, you don't have a ministry again. You know, when you don't, when you have not gotten deep into ministry, you don't understand some of these things. Take for example, take for example, the indoctrination. Look at mainstream media during this whole coronavirus. Look at mainstream media. The fear mongering. They shouted the deaths than the recoveries. When clearly there were more recoveries than deaths. And I thought it was just in Ghana. Those who came from China, when they started in Wuhan, they came back and said, it is not that deadly. But you see, the mainstream media made it look, it's so deadly, it's so deadly. Don't go out, don't go. You understand? What are they doing? And they did it so much so that when they said lockdown, everybody was in their house. I drove out one day and the whole street was quiet. For you to know the power of media in indoctrination. I weep for the upcoming generation. Because if we don't watch it, even the educational system is going to be proliferated. That they are going to force them to believe certain things. For example, in America now, they are teaching them there are six kinds of gender. Say there are six kinds of gender. That you decide whether you're a boy or a girl. There are six gender. Okay. And they are teaching them. And you know something about children, when you teach them from the, from the start, that is it. So a lot of Christians who don't want their children to be infected are now homeschooling. Because it has now been added to the educational curriculum. And you will see today, you know today we are talking higher matters, you will see today, in almost every Netflix movie, there is a gay or lesbian. And you don't realize, people don't know what they are doing, they are trying to normalize it. Because now, in the minds of many people, it's abnormal, it's still abnormal. But they are trying to normalize it. So you see, money is talking. Our church pays for Pastor Chris on GH1. Anytime you watch Pastor Chris on GH1, Saturday and Sunday, is our church that pays for it. And I've never stood in front of church to say, we should give for it. There's a lot that is going on. Okay. I'm going to do this. You know, when, you, when you're in a money meeting, you don't live without taking action. And don't leave your, this one, done, one secret of prosperity. Don't leave your place of inspiration without taking a decision. Now, we are left with, okay, we are in September now. We have not yet paid for September. September, October, November, December. I want four people to take it. The, the, the price we pay to show Saturday and Sunday is 11000 I want four people to take it. Now, if you are not one person and you know that you, you alone cannot do it, do you have friends who can? We are, okay, we, are three, we are going to do it together. If you don't have such friends, change your friends. You know, and we are, we are planning on getting on, on Praise TV as well, putting past on Praise TV as well. We, we, the last thing that is left is for Pastor B to give me the approval. That's the last thing. But we have finished the talks with Praise TV as well, and we are going to get there too. Hmm. 
money is talking. Shakotala Baba. Stop thinking like a poor man. God is about to use you to finance the kingdom. Some of you will single-handedly build churches. Okay, some people are saying, hey, sir. I mean, we can, we can finish the, year, the next one year. <laughs> Do you understand? And, and even go for new stations. Because as they are indoctrinating everybody, I, and, and you know, I don't want us to go for the TV stations that nobody will watch. You know the TV stations that nobody will watch? I don't want to mention TV stations' name. But you understand? They will say, we have put past on a TV station, but nobody's watching. We want the, which stations are watched? TV3. We want a prime time. When you see people distributing, distributing rhapsody, eh? it is free for you. The one who then, but someone has paid. The gospel is free, but not cheap. It costs God His Son. Lift your hand. You know. There are meetings where you make pledges and tell God, Lord, Lord, I want to be this for you. Talk to God about your financial involvement in this house. God, as you bless me, you will see it in your house. relevant to the kingdom let me tell you something that happened you see most of the things I'm talking about that have happened in church in terms of partnership that even the church doesn't know anything about because honestly speaking my spiritual ego is too big it's like I don't know I don't want anybody to stand anywhere and say that this pastor likes money do you understand my point so sometimes I find it so some way to come and say that we are going to do this I, 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 I don't want anybody to go and stand anywhere and say it so I usually don't say these things like, for example, for Reach Out Ghana. I think so far we gave a little more, more than 100,000 CDs. And 
we are not done. At the same time, we're doing the TV. I don't want to come into other things. I don't want to mention other things. But listen, a lot is happening. A lot is going into the work. Because you see, when we stop doing these things, the devil will take over. If we're going to do Encounter Love this year, the stadium alone is going to cost us 100,000 cities. Now, this is money meeting, so we can mention figures. Look, if you are looking for a pastor who wants to make money from brethren, it's certainly not me. You know, I was a musician before. Don't you think if I want to make money from you guys, I will just record an album, stand in front of you, I'll sell it, all of you will buy it. And you all know you buy it. Do you understand? Sell 120 CD, sell 5,000 copies. This is not 100,000 CDs. I don't want to make money from you. I have an album I didn't release before I, I became actively a pastor. I've left it. Because I don't want to even think that I'm making money. Because once I release the album, I know brethren are going to buy it. And I don't want to do it. So, I was one day sitting down and I was thinking, I said, Lord, I want to see, because I was hearing certain testimonies of certain people. You know, there's this pastor who really inspires me, Pastor Amici in Port Harcourt, doing amazing things for God. And he has people giving. And you hear the testimonies, this one is giving $200,000, someone is giving $400,000. And, and I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, hmm. I said, God, I want some of these people in my church. I want some of these people. Because the things I want to do for God, I want some of these people in my church. And God said something to me. Should I tell you? He said, because you are babying them, they won't get there. I said, God, babying who? Let me tell you what happened. You see, I noticed that anytime there's something to do for church, I don't tell them. Because it's only through their giving that they will get greater. And I must train them to also act their faith. When we were growing up, we were trained to act our faith. But it's like, I've left them. Anything church wants to do, by the time they all realize, it's done. You walk in on Sunday, you don't know what happened. Do you understand? You don't know what happened. Okay? Now, there are other things to do in church. Some of you don't know what happened. By the time you realize, boom. Like, for example, we've been paying GH1 since January. Is it since January? Yeah, since January. We've been paying GH1 since January. Yeah, we started in January. And we've been paying it unfailingly. In fact, for the first three months, we gave them advance. So, we've been paying it. And since we have been paying it, I mean, what, okay, what, brethren never got involved. People ask, why is it that Numatica Night, even certain big pastors in this country don't have these numbers? We have so many people on Numatica Night, so many people like that. And the impact is there, the miracles are there. You know what the Lord told me? He said, because you partner with Pastor Chris on TV. So just as he has miracles through TV, you will also have them. So you will see that many other people think that I'm just doing anything, they also go and look for camera and put themselves, go to YouTube. Even them and their family are not watching it. 
they will share it to everybody. Support me, support me by watching, support me by watching. And nobody will still watch it. There is a grace giving. Are you listening? There is a grace giving. These things are graces. And when you see those with it, you, 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 you partner with them. So when I partner with pastor, I know that God is doing something with it. I didn't, when we started doing that, I didn't have that in mind. But God told me, it was after Anomatica 3.0, when we had 6K people at a point praying. With other, then God told me, I said, he told me, do you know why you have miracles online like that? He said, because you pay for Pastor Chris on TV. So I'm not going to stop today or tomorrow. Life is easy. <laughs> so there are so many things. So God told me that I'm not giving the brethren the opportunity to act their feet. There are some people who have come to me that they want to give something. I tell you, please take it back. Because I'm thinking of them. God says that, that, that is not a way. I want you to give a seed tonight that will touch you. You should put the numbers up. Something that you call it, you call it the limit breaker seed. I remember years ago, there was a season in my life that I was not seeing money at all. At all. So, Within all that season, I now entered into a time where somebody now gave me an amount, 2,000 CDs. When a person gave me the amount, you think that I've not had money, so what should I do? I should use that money because I've not had money for quite a while. You know what the Lord told me? Honestly speaking, I won't say the Lord gave me a voice. It was like, it was, um, like an impression. I was like, let me go and give this money to pastor. Then tell him that I don't want to ever enter that season again in my life that I didn't have money. So I, I took the seed. I went to pastor. This is the thing about a prophet. A prophet. When you, when you give to the poor, which is very important, the Bible says you have lent to the Lord and the Lord will repay you. When you get to heaven, there's no reward for that. Yes, when you give to the poor, the Lord will repay you. It's like God wants to help the poor, but God's hand cannot come and help the poor. So when you give to the Lord, the Lord repays you. When you want something that has um, eternal consequence, like uh, that is giving to the work of the kingdom, that one has eternal consequence. But on this earth, if you want to prosper, the power to multiply your seed is with your prophet. Believe in God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophet, so shall you prosper. He says that the one who gives to a prophet receives a prophet's reward. What's the prophet's reward? The word of a prophet. That's why I say I can tell you that you will be rich and you will be rich. (laughs) You might be having maybe uh, you know, there are some people who they buy a car and for the next 20 years, they don't get, buy another car. It's the same car they will use forever. You know that? What am, I, what, what am I saying? Don't trust in the things you see around you. 
always stick to God's system of doing things. It will shock you what you have not yet seen. The one with that one car didn't know that probably there were many opportunities ahead of him to make this. Like I'm telling you, look, there are some Christians and you know their aim of wanting God to bless them is for them to take care of their family. They, they are out. Some people, their aim of God blessing them is for them, they want to appear in Forbes list. That is not the goal. That is not the goal. Don't make those things your goal. David said, I saw the wealth of, of a wicked man. He said, and I was confounded. He was confused. He said, God, why are the wicked prospering? Sometimes we've asked those questions. David said, when I went to the house of God, I saw, when I came later, I realized that they had withered. But Solomon said, whatsoever the Lord doeth is forever. The goal is not for you to be in Forbes list. That's not the goal. The, yes, there are certain Christians God will put in those places. Those things are calling. They are callings. There are people God calls like that. And he, they, he gives them a strong hand among the heathen. It's a calling. But if it's not your calling, it's just like some musicians. Some will never release album. Yeah, some will have to just sing in church. Yeah. The fact that your brother has released an album doesn't mean you have to release an album. It is not part of your calling. You have to look at your calling. Bible says every man should abide in the calling which he has been called. So the goal is not for you to be in Forbes list. What is God thinking about? The kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. Never let your, your, your church lack something when you have the money. Never. Because you are looking at it as just a church. It is God's institution for carrying out God's agenda. Why didn't, why didn't, you, why didn't God tell you about Numantica Night? Because you won't be able to carry it out. He didn't call you for that. So he went to the one he called for and says, have this. It's like Pastor Chris having healing school. I cannot have healing school. I don't have a healing school. I cannot do it in my house. Even though I have meetings and people are healed, it doesn't mean I can have a healing school. Do you know what happens in healing school? Do you know the kind of sickness is there? There's a room in healing school that people, camera don't, doesn't enter because you can't eat after seeing the sicknesses. And pastor goes there, ministers to all the people over there. And the healing school, the people are there for three weeks. Not their money. They are fed, accommodated in the healing school. Three weeks doing what? They, they, they listen to the word of God for three weeks. Then on the last day, Pastor Chris comes and ministers to them. So one of the partnership arms I don't joke with is the healing school. I don't joke with it. I started partnering with the healing school when I, when I was 20 years old. I don't joke with it. So to establish his covenant, not to put you in Forbes list. Your goal like I said, there are certain people God calls in that direction. If God calls in that direction, you will know. And you go in that direction. But don't let it be your joy. Your joy should be that, you know, God wanted to do this and I was able to do this. I was able to do it for him. For me, God knows my heart. If a land for a church will cost $2 million and that is all I have in my account, it will go. Sharp. Quick. How end is zero. Yes. Paul said, I know how to abound. I know how to be abased. I know how to sleep on student mattress. I know. I know how to sleep on student mattress. 
and I know how to sleep on king size bed. I don't care. Even if I have to patch with a friend so that the work of the kingdom can move on. Like I said, I want you to give a limit-breaking seed. I want you to do something. Do something today. Because you can never speak of, of finance without giving the people an opportunity to act their faith. You check, check most of the time. I usually call for special giving in programs. Why? Because you sow your seed on fertile soil. It's a principle. Most of the time, the people who have the miracles are those who responded. That opportunity to give the seed is your, was your opportunity to respond. Listen, there are people I'm talking to right now. Next year, you will pay the school fees of some people. I've just prophesied. You will hear the testimony. Some people are here, you will start paying the school fees of certain people. Sasu, tell me, what's burning your heart right now? What, what's, what's, what's burning your heart right now? So, sir, uh, I keep thinking about the things I can do for God. Mm. Like, what, what, again, I can do for God, sir. Mm. And I just remembered a testimony, sir, um, from this year, sir. Um, I don't think every, anyone should be expecting anything in terms of monetary from God when you are giving. You are giving for the kingdom, sir. Mm. I remember I went to the eastern region, my mm. hometown, sir. And I woke up around 5 a.m. And the preacher was preaching, sir. And I was about to vet, <laughs> I was about to vet his word. Mm. And the Holy Spirit came in and he says, what are you doing? Mm. And I said, <laughs> and I said, Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. And he said, and I asked them, what can I do? And he says, make sure the gospel prospers everywhere you go, sir. And immediately I knew what to do. I got up, went straight to where, as a PA system. So I went straight to where the PA system was. And I said, where's the pastor? This is what I want to, I want to do. Uh, he says, it costs 10 CDs to be on air every Sunday. And I said, okay, I have 50 CDs here. Wow. So for the next five weeks, wow. it means you preach for free. Wow. So, and uh, I was just reflecting on it, and I'm like, want to do more for God. Yes. Want to do more for God, sir. Thank you, sir. Collins, what's, what's going on in your heart? What, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? What are you seeing? What are you seeing? So, yeah, so um, as you were ministering, the Spirit was just placing upon my heart that although we have done something in the past, there's still more room for opportunity to do great things. Mm. So um, one of the things I really wanted to do since I joined church was to partner with um, um, the Rhapsody. But I, it always keeps escaping me. But now that um, the opportunity has come, I think I have to get into it and also have it done. Selassie. Spider of all.
Faith is standing strong in spite of all. We will fight this fight to think we're done. I've only just begun. The church is marching on spite. I was hearing um, today that some people on Twitter were talking about me. They've not seen anything. I'll be in their face for very long. <laughs> I'll be around for very long. They should get ready to talk. Ha! The men of God, they, they attacked before. Those who are grown, so maybe they will not be allowed. I am started early, so they have a lot to say. <laughs> hey, they should buy more data. Hey, then when they start seeing private jets and things there, they, they will hang themselves. Go ahead. Thank you, sir. What are you seeing? What are you seeing? Sir, I'm seeing great and mighty things, sir. Sir, big things. Sir, last year you'll be great. Amen. I said you will be great. <laughs> you will be a great man. You will be a great man. You will be a great man. The records are there. In spite of all, our faith is standing strong. In spite of all, we will fight this fight. They think we're done. We've only just begun. The church is marching on in spite of all, in spite of all. Our faith is standing strong in spite of all. And we will fight this fight, they think we're done. Touches marching on spider wall. Chelsea, what's the spirit saying? What's the spirit saying? Sir, I see many people coming to Christ. I see right now, I see stadiums being filled. I see people lifting up their hands and shouting the name of Jesus, and no man will get the glory for it. Say, our money belongs to the gospel. In our day, the gospel will thrive and we will finance the gospel. Say, I hear the Lord saying that the church is coming into a place of prosperity. Yes. God's people will control finances like never before. Yes. The days of men having a say in the word of God because they gave their money says over. It's over. It's over. No man will ever have the authority to talk against the church of Christ because they gave their money. God is raising his giants. Yes. See, and I see 
the gospel being spread in cities where it was hindered at first. Yes. Because men are willing to stand up. Yes. So in a day, the gospel will prosper. Yes. In a day, the gospel will prosper. And God is giving us, we are bringing God the reward of his sacrifice. Yes. So we'll finance the gospel like never before. So as I'm talking, I see money. Yes. In different currencies. I see money. And I see angels. And I see them, it's like the angels are putting the monies on houses. Yes. And God is saying that he sees the hearts of his people who want to do his work. Yes. And he's bringing them the resources. Yes. You know, I remember one night. I never forget the defining night in my life and the defining moment in my life. Like today is a defining moment in someone's life. I was lying down on, on a student mattress. I was not yet a pastor. I was watching Pastor Chris and Pastor Benny. And at that time, they were talking about giving for Love World USA. At that time, Love World USA had just started. So they wanted to give people to give. So, while I was lying down there, it was like a, a sword leaped out of the phone. That I was using a techno phone. It leaped out of the phone and came into my, my throat. It was like I couldn't even breathe. It was like a, a spiritual thing. And I cried. I cried. I cried. I said, Lord, I'll never be small. Because the Lord was bringing me into a certain place of prosperity. I don't I never forget all those nights. I made a sacrificial giving. I made a sacrificial giving. Let me tell you something. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. One day, like I said, I said one day I'll let people one by one. You'll be going to the finance department. I'll let all of you to go and see something, and you know that nobody is trying to make merchandise of anybody but this is the way if i for me i love you guys so much eh, that any secret i know i tell you people that's the truth anything i know any secret i know about any secret i know about serving god I've, i move all of you let's go and preach in buses because uh, anything i know i tell you people this one if i've seen anything aside this i'll tell you i know say Thus hear the spirit of God unto you. Go back to Forex. It will yield. It will yield. Go back. Remember when Peter said, Master, we have told on that to the He said, Cast your net to the right side. The same place. Go back there. Go back in it. Go back in it. God will teach you some things. He'll connect you to some people to work. Are you giving are you giving that seed? I want you to respond, respond as we are here now. Respond now. Respond now. Don't respond tomorrow. Respond now. Respond now. Don't leave the place of your inspiration without taking a decision.
of her kingdom and the glory of her king is coming in his glory he's coming as her king Jesus is his name let all creation sing little kingdoms little tribes sing his praise the glory of her kingdom and the glory of her king you can give your offering now he's coming in his glory and he's coming as her king Jesus is his name that all creation sing there's someone listening to me now it's within your destiny to own a bank yeah someone listen to me now is within your destiny to own a bank receive that grace in the name of Jesus
There's a word that came by the Spirit yesterday. When the great are called, your name will be called. Faithful is he who has called, who also will do it. Financial power. I release it for you now. I release it for you now. Receive financial power. Receive financial power. Receive financial power. Power, 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 power. There's going to be such an outburst of financial power, an outbreak of finances. Power now, power, financial power, financial power, 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 financial power. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor. That we through his poverty might become rich. release tonight there's power release tonight power release tonight financial power some of you are, you are feeling like something moving in your tummy you know is that power 
power. Some of you is like your tongues are your tongues are, in, are, are changing. That's the power. That's just a sign of the power. 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 There are some people, your tongue has become heavy. That's the power. Power. Financial power. through the YouTube people there is one Junior Latte Junior Latte, the spirit of God is saying to Junior Latte opening business avenues for you, you will see many of them many business avenues, there is financial power here now you know there is healing power and if in meetings I declare the healing power of God and the people are healed that if I declare the financial power, people receive financial power. Broken finances are being fixed. I said the records are there. Broken finances are being fixed now. You know, tomorrow's service is going to be amazing. I'm trying to close so that we can go for service. We can get ready for service tomorrow. Beginning of great things. Beginning of great things. See the Lord. Beginning of great things. See the Lord. Beginning of great things. See the Lord. Is the beginning of great things. See the Lord. Is the beginning of great things. See the Lord. Is the beginning of great things. See the Lord. Hey, I feel it now. Power. Is the beginning of great things. 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 Shalakoske parade. Shalakoske parade. Listen, listen. When we are going to start building the church, which is very soon, we're going to start very soon. We will not take a loan from the bank. Everything will be given by God's people in God's house. Yes. As you think of God, God is thinking of you now. Beginning of great things. Beginning of great things. Beginning of great things. Beginning of great things. Look, look. When God told me, when God told me eh, that he can give you, he can, told me, he said, you know, I can give you a grace eh, that in your day, in your, in your day, it will be the biggest thing. When he told me, to be frank with you, I was trying to believe God. You know, sometimes you can receive a promise from God, you think it's your mind. I said, God, but everywhere I went, it was chasing me everywhere. God has proved it to me. No, I, won't, no, I don't doubt it. The scripture he gave me, he said, said the same scripture to me today. The scripture God gave me, it was this about three years ago. At that time, it didn't look like it could be. He gave me the same scripture today. Concerning Solomon. He said, so that in his day, 
He told me that he said, There shall none be like before thee or after thee. Financial power. You will need it to, to do to accomplish the work of the kingdom. Financial power. It will happen. It will happen by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We've come into that place. We've come into that face. It will happen. It will happen. It will happen. In Jesus' name. It will happen. In Jesus' name. It will happen. Jesus name. It will happen in Jesus name. I'd like to close here today. Even though I feel the power goes so strong, but we have to close. There's this atmosphere. So, so do you have a word from the Spirit for us? Give, give us a word from the Spirit. was at Anakazo, sir, mm. and God showed me a hundred more Anakazos spread all over Africa, yes, And he says, we are going to do extremely, say, a new thing, something we've never seen yes. before, sir. Something we have never, the, this generation, our man of God, Pastor Chris, yeah. look at the amazing things he's yes. doing. But what this generation is about to see, yes. <laughs> yes, sir. We have not seen it before. We have yes. not seen it before, sir. Yes. We have not seen it before. Yes. So let's talk to us. What's the Lord saying? What's the Lord saying? Thank you, sir. Sir, the Lord keeps telling me how the devil has played enough. Mm. That it's finally time to put him in his place. That some of God's people have been too reluctant mm. with finances in the kingdom. It's time to go the extra mile. And it's time to do big things for God. It's time to make the devil shut up. Yes. Because he's, he's, he's been fooling too much. It's finally time to put him in his place. Yes. Put him in his right place. That is down below. Thank you, sir. This kingdom work has been powerful. Thank you, Jesus. CYC just when I was about to close the Lord just gave me this scripture 
Thank you, Jesus. Give me Psalm 114, verse 1. When Israel came out of Egypt, Jacob from a foreign land, Judah became God's sanctuary, Israel his dominion. The sea looked and fled, the Jordan turned back. He said the sea saw it and fled. Jordan was driven back. He says that, thank you, Jesus. The mountains skipped like rams. You know what this means? It means obstacles in your way. He said the sea saw it and fled. The things that were taking you away, that we're not making sure that you saw what you were supposed to see. He said the sea saw it and fled. The things that have been standing against your finances, he said the sea saw it and fled. He said the mountains skip like rams. Things are giving way for you. Systems are giving way for you. Systems are giving way for you. In the name of Jesus. Protocols are giving way for you. Governmental plans are giving way for you. Shapalakabaye. The sea saw the flood. He said the, the mountains skip like rams. The hills like little lambs. Obstacles are taken away. Obstacles are taken away. Obstacles are taken away. All those who do not want your prosperity, they are taken out of the way. They are taken out of the way. They are taken out of the way. Mountains are skipping like rams. And the hills like little lambs. They are taken away. You will be a joy to your family. You will be a joy to your family. They will look at you. They will look up to you. They will say, we will follow you to your God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In verse 5, he says, What ailed thee, O thou sea, that thou fledest? Thou Jordan, that thou was, thou was driven aback. He was asking the sea. He said, What, what happened? He said, See, that, that Allah broke a boss city. He said, what happened? He said, you see what happened that you fled. He said, what happened to Jordan that you were driven back? He said, ye mountains that skip like rams and the little hills like lambs. He said, what happened to the mountains that skip like rams and the little hills like lambs? Then verse 7, he now speaks. He said, tremble thou earth at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. We turn back. They rock into a standing water and flint into a fountain of waters. God will be your secret. God will be the answer to the things that will happen in your life. Miraculous financing 
God will be your answer. The presence of God will be your answer. The presence of God will be the answer to the things that are happening in your life. God will be your answer. God will be your secret. 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 At every point in time, God will be your secret. Come on, shout glory! Shout glory! God will be your secret. Shout glory! Yes! 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 Hey! There's no prosperity without shouting. Hey! 